And a good Saturday morning to you. 7.45 is our central time, and it's time for a wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack. I, Jack Hi there, I Denny. How are things going today? Things are going well, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay in the shade today, I think. <laughs> yes, you know, as a matter of fact, that's what I thought we'd talk about today, some hot weather wines. And, you know, white wine always comes to mind. And then there are friends of mine that are ABCs, on white wine, and that means anything but Chardonnay. And that's kind of not fair. Chardonnay is the greatest white wine in the entire world. Its home is Burgundy, France, and all the white wines throughout the world that are Chardonnay are descendant from those grape types from Burgundy. And no one would disagree that probably white Burgundy is the greatest expression of Chardonnay in the world although we follow very, very close on their heels with the wonderful Chardonnays we're making in California. But today, in keeping with the ABC, let's talk about some other white wines that get overlooked because they fall in the shadow of Chardonnay. Riesling is one of the great white grape types in the entire world, and it has undergone a battering like no one has ever seen. Some of the dry Rieslings, uh, are just wonderful wines to drink, but they've become relatively unpopular uh, in the last 20 years. It used to be we would sell thousands of cases of wines called a leaf brown milk, which means virgin mother's milk, and that's a story unto itself. And then uh, Mosel Blumchen, which means flower the Mosel. May wine, which was always real popular the first of May. Everybody had to have May wine. But anyway... Uh, it's changed a lot. This great type, Riesling, which is one of the three great white wines of the world, the three being Chardonnay, Sauvignon Blanc, and Riesling, are, uh, it's grown in these steep, steep vineyards in the Mosul and the Rhine, and the great wines are hard to grow, and they're difficult, etc., and ordinarily used to be fairly expensive. As a matter of fact, it's hard to imagine, but... 300 years ago, they sold probably 10 times as much uh, German wine around the world as they do today. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But the wines were originally introduced by the Romans to Riesling. And uh, the uh, poet Ozonius of Bordeaux was known to plant Riesling before he discovered his property, Ozone, in Bordeaux. The Mosul has been an up-and-down, as the Rhine has, supplier of wines for a long, long time. Some very good Rieslings, incidentally, come from the Finger Lakes region of New York City. But medieval Germany helped spread the wine culture all over Europe. And great estates like Hattenheim, Schloss Wollrath, Schloss Johannesburg, were considered the finest wines available in the entire world for hundreds of years. The, The... uh, Rheingau and, and Mosul and all that compromise the northernmost growing wine growing area in the entire world. And the wines from that area are really not to be overlooked. If you're having smoked trout with some horseradish sauce, there's nothing better than a Riesling or a smoked pork chop. A Riesling would be perfect with that. But they've just fallen out of favor. And uh, we should try a Riesling once in a while just for the fun of it because it's a great, great grape type, and it really doesn't deserve to be overlooked the way it has. And today, uh, people like Dr. Tanish, who was 
more famous for his Berncastler doctor, makes a straight Riesling that's kind of bone dry, about $10, $12 a bottle. Uh, those Rieslings at that level really aren't to be overlooked. They're nice wines, and they have a place in the lexicon of the wine world. And, for example, on a hot day like today, if you were having, say, some smoked fish, a tall, ice-cold Riesling would go perfectly with that. Now, the next one in the top three, of course, is Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc, again, is another one has its home in France, in the Loire Valley and in Bordeaux. Bordeaux, it's uh, the other great white type, uh, white grape type, is Semillon. And most of the white Bordeaux are a blend of Semillon and Sauvignon Blanc, depending on uh, the producer, etc., what the ratio is. Some make it more Sauvignon Blanc, others have more Semillon. But Sauvignon Blanc itself is uh, indigenous to southern France. In fact, Sauvignon Blanc is related to Cabernet Sauvignon genetically. Um, and as people have heard me talk ad nauseum, I'm afraid, on Sancerre, Sancerre is sort of, in my opinion, the Sauvignon Blanc that has his master's or maybe even his doctorate degree because it's such a wonderful expression of Sauvignon Blanc. But Sauvignon Blanc is an adaptable wine, so it's produced all over the world, South Africa, Chile. In New Zealand, 85% of the exports are Sauvignon Blanc, and New Zealand has done a tremendous job in popularizing Sauvignon Blanc all over the world, and even remote areas like China, etc., just seem to love that uh, Sauvignon Blanc that comes from New Zealand. And, of course, the New Zealand folks are responsible for the uh, screw cap enclosure, or at least popularizing it, as 90% of the wines produced in New Zealand have screw tops. And they've made the whole world cognizant that screw tops doesn't mean that the wine is sub-quality uh, or anything else. The fine, fine, fine wines are now made with screw top closures. Anyhow, the Sauvignon Blanc is a marvelous wine, and whether you get one from Chile or you get one from Washington State or California, uh, there's a place for them, and, and I particularly like white Bordeaux, which are a blend of Semillon and Sauvignon Blanc, and they really are perfect wine to have with any kind of shellfish. Uh, a white Bordeaux, if you're having lobster or you're having even crayfish, or, or something like shrimp, a shrimp, cold shrimp salad on a day like today, have a refreshing glass of white Bordeaux with it. It would be just absolutely a marriage made in heaven. Then we get to the other white wines of the world, for example, Pinot Grigio. Now, Pinot Grigio and Pinot Gris are exactly the same grape type. And uh, Pinot Grigio is produced in Italy, and it's produced all over Italy, uh, from Sicily, all the way to the foothills of the Alps. And it's reasonably popular. It's a very light, easy wine to drink. In my opinion, uh, Pinot Grigio makes the perfect aperitif wine. It doesn't take away from any of the other wines you're going to have. Say you're going to have two or three wines with a very fancy dinner. A good aperitif would be a Pinot Grigio because it's sort of an innocuous wine. Uh, and it can be all over the map in the style, and that depends where that Pinot Grigio is made. Today, Italy owns the right to the name Pinot Grigio uh, because 
it's a geographic area in Italy where they produce Pinot Grigio. It's specially delimited by the Italian Department of Agriculture. And uh, But Pinot Grigios are made all over the world in spite of that, and they really should be called Pinot Gris in other places. They're usually fruity and dry, have a minerality, sweet, you know, a, they're just a wonderful, wonderful wine. And then there's all the other different types of white wines, Soave, Verdicchio, Vermentino, uh, Moscato, and the sweet wines of the world. Moscato is planted all over the world, and it's very sweet and interesting. Or Gundler Veltner from Austria, or Vino Verde from Portugal, and the Chenin Blanc from South Africa. Some of it rivals the Chenin Blanc from uh, France. It really is interesting that there's so many of these wonderful wines that are white wines that would be good on a hot day. How about Gewürztraminer? Gewürztraminer is a grape type from the Alsace region of France and has a very perfumey nose. And it's a perfect wine, Gewürztraminer, to have with Thai food. So if you're going to, it's too hot to cook and you're going to have takeouty from Thai, uh, why not have a Gewürztraminer with it? I think you'd find it absolutely delicious uh, to try with that. And I mentioned Semillon. It's kind of hard to find a straight Semillon, but they are available. But what Semillons are really great for are making sweet wines. For example, Chateau Yaquem, which in my opinion is the most complex wine that's produced anywhere in the world. I mean, it, it really is a magnificent wine. And frankly, it's a bargain. It's usually about three or $400 a bottle. But I, in my opinion, for complexity, it'll rival wines made anywhere else in the world at even three, four, five times what uh, Yakem costs. But it's Semillon. It's a golden-skinned grape, and it makes dry and sweet wines. But the most famous uh, is, of course, its sweet production like Chateau Yakem. They really, I mean, if you ever get a chance, try a glass of Chateau Yakem. It's complexity in a bottle. It really is a wonderful wine uh, to have. And then, I said, as I said, try that Gewürztraminer. There's Gewürztraminer made here in the United States. The best Gewürztraminer probably come from the Alsace area of France. And Alsace is an interesting wine area in France because it's gone back and forth between Germany and France probably in the last 150 years, eight or nine times back and forth. And they say that a, a good Alsatian wine is a German wine made in the French style. And I wouldn't disagree with that description. But uh, Gewürztraminer is certainly a good wine to have from there. Another nice wine uh, that shouldn't be overlooked is the white wine from the Rhone Valley, Viognier. Viognier is a very common grape uh, grown in the Rhone Valley in France. And uh, California's central coast has been producing some real good Viognier's that are interesting to try. Chenin Blanc is another white wine not to be overlooked, as we know at Thanksgiving, I always recommend Vouvray, which is from the Loire Valley, but it's 100% Chenin Blanc, and it just seems to go so perfectly with any dish uh, that there's a little sweetness to, like on your Thanksgiving feast, you have yams and turkey, uh, or yams and marshmallows, I mean, and that Chenin Blanc is just perfect with it. And Gultner Veltner from Austria is another great wine to have with any kind of Pan-Asian food. And lest we overlook, I was mindful the other day somebody called me 
about our white sangria that I gave the recipe to a few weeks ago. On a hot day like today promises to be, that is really a wonderful thing. And very quickly you can go to Haskell's website and get a recipe for white sangria. But white sangria, you take a bottle of white wine, some club soda, and then here's the secret. I mix limoncello with brandy and add it. Then you add sliced fruit, and it's a white wine punch that's absolutely delicious. White sangria, a good wine to have on a hot day like we're going to expect today. Boy, I guess we are. <laughs> 90, 95, I guess. Some great ideas, Jack, as usual. But to tell us where we can find all these good ideas. You know where you can find them is at Haskell's. The folks at Haskell's can't cook the meal for you, but they can ensure that the meal is perfect by picking a wine that will go just perfectly with whatever you're going to prepare. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Haskell's in Bloomington. There's a Haskell's in Excelsior. Oh, it's 35W. And Fairboat, our Maple Grove Supercellar is not to be missed. In downtown Minneapolis, there's free parking on Saturday and Sunday. There's a Haskell's at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com. And don't forget, you can pick up outside, uh, follow all the safety rules and regulations. Haskell's uh, is a good experience for people who are learning about wine, and we try and ensure your safety when you're doing that. So come in to Haskell's or go to Haskell's.com or even call us, and we'll be happy to have your order all ready for you to pick up outside. Fantastic. Great idea. Jack, let's talk again next week, and you stay cool in the meantime. You too, Denning. Good to talk to you. I look forward to that. Me too. Thank you. Jack Farrell from Haskell's.